1: This was Amy Adam Strunk making the decision that based on a lot of things, including what happened when he went to uh, New England for the Hall of Fame thing, including not dispelling rumors in-house that he was going to be the Patriots coach. I mean, it is, there was a lot there, and she clearly made the decision that she wanted to move on in the best interest of the organization.
2: Okay, so we've disagreed on this all day. Mego hates it, thinks it makes Tennessee look dumb. I get it. If Vrabel's flirting with other jobs while he's under contract, bye. See you later. Go get your job somewhere else. We'll fire you. You don't want to be here? Then we'll see you. And also your team that you're coaching is not very good? <laughs> yeah, well, that too. And you won six games this year. And really five going into the last week of the year where you won a meaningless game. So, look, I I go back and forth on how much there is to the Vrabel stuff. Because I do believe Tommy Curran. But it also was very interesting including some of the reporting coming out of Tennessee and what Ian Rappaport had earlier today, that Tennessee was pissed about Vrabel going in season to be honored and then not shooting down the idea that he may want to be the head coach of the New England Patriots. Maybe it's all a red herring and a leverage play, but I go back and forth on on where all of that fits together because it feels like it's Mayo or Vrabel. My preference would be Vrabel out of those two, but I wish the Patriots, as we discussed earlier, would get outside of that mm-hmm. bubble.
3: Vrabel's second suspect. Just just because he has a the key SDU to the victim's analogy. apartment yes. 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 <laughs> doesn't mean that he's the one who done it.
2: Okay. Uh, I tend to think that Mayo uh, might be the the next guy. I don't love it, and I'm not on board with it. I will continue to discuss it here. Hour number three, Jones and Mego with Arkan. Uh, it's a Wednesday. We normally talk to Scal right now. We're going to talk to him in about 15 minutes, get some thoughts on the Celtics. I do want to reiterate on Pete Carroll, who, if you're just tuning in, out as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. And we'll see if he keeps coaching or not. I have no idea. Uh, Orlovsky said earlier he doesn't want to keep coaching. It sounded like Schefter in a clip we played for you earlier made it sound like he may have some interest. Here's the statement from the Seahawks earlier today. And from uh, the late Paul Allen's sister, not wife, Jody Allen, after thoughtful meetings and careful consideration for the best interests of the franchise, we have amicably agreed with Pete Carroll that his role will evolve from head coach to remain with the organization as an advisor. So... Ryan was in here in the break, and I feel like we discussed this a little bit earlier in the show, but let's get back into it. Ryan says, well, what if the Patriots did that? They want to trade Bill, and so this is their way of doing it. Bill, you move upstairs. You're elevated into this role of senior advisor. We're going to hire Vrabel. We're going to hire or promote Mayo or whatever they're going to do. And in the meantime, we'll hold on to you, Bill, and we'll try to trade you. And maybe you'll wind up where you wanna be. You wanna be in Dallas, Bill, or you want the Chargers job or whatever. It'll work out for you, it'll work out for us, it'll work out for Vrabel slash Mayo, whoever they hire. Is that a way to keep everybody happy?
3: I don't would that keep Bill happy?
2: So I don't if, believe so. Yeah, but, if but, the
3: alternative is just firing Bill, and then he gets to go get whatever job he wants on the that's available to him on the open market instead of him, you know, sitting upstairs in scare quotes and that they're trying to work out some deal to maybe send him to Carolina? Like, I don't think he would want to play ball with that. Do you?
2: No, and I think if you trust Bill Belichick to just sit there yeah. And be, you know, a good employee. Next you know,
3: he's in Dallas.
2: You expect him to be a good employee while he just sits on the sidelines?
1: I don't think that would work,
2: but I think it's an interesting theory from Ryan. And Unless he
1: finally wakes up and realizes what a schmuck he's been the last two seasons. <laughs> and goes, you know what? Yeah, maybe I don't have all the answers. So I am actually, uh, when I say, that, I'm willing to take all things into consideration. Is he going to be, like, visited visit by three ghosts
3: yeah, overnight? does that, that, that happen? That doesn't
2: sound like Bill Belichick to That's me. Crazier, so look,
1: things. I know Bill
2: claims he's just an employee that just works here. He's just going to show up and do his job. I think he would be a problem child in that
1: role. And, Arcan, I think you've suggested this before. If you hire your next sorry, co- I don't mean to cut you off there, yeah. just fire him then. If that's the case, after everything, if, if he's going to be a malcontent, be- just fire well, that, him. Like, what are you holding on okay, to him for? But
2: then you're giving him what he wants. That's why he'll be Fine, a malcontent. Fine, Get
1: out of here. We're going to start over because okay, you've well, done us no favors well, the last couple of years. I, I
2: agree. You're the one who presented this scenario. I'm just telling you, I don't think Bill would sit there and be a good soldier. And furthermore, Arcan, um, I think you brought this up before. Maybe it was Mego. If you hire your coach... Don't you have zero leverage with any of these teams?
4: Yeah, you know that's it. <laughs> You're hired, and then you can't really go anywhere yeah. from Jerry.
2: There. Jerry Jones goes, "All right, why would I give you a? I'm thir- not trading you. Why anything? would I give yeah. you a
1: third round pick when you already have your coach? Because you want him." You want him. He He's just going to sit up here in the attic, I mean, in his uh, elevated office no, 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 and look. collect dust. So if you want him, you can trade for him or you can wait a year. I think he has it, to agree. To I wait. think it's interesting to play that out. That might work with Pete Carroll. Maybe
2: that's what's going on with Pete Carroll. Maybe Pete Carroll's like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'll, I'll go upstairs. No worries. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll play the game. Because Pete Carroll is a good guy and, you know, he's an employee who, like, isn't going to create a stink. You know freaking Bill is going to create a stink, <laughs> so it just it doesn't work with him. And so it might work with it's more Pete. of like a Musk, I it, think, it, in his age. It, it might work with another coach. I don't think that works with Bill. I'm with Mego on this. I don't think that works, but it's fun to play the game. 617, 779, 7937. Our buddy JP is in North Providence. Go ahead, JP.
5: Jones, quick question first before I talk football with Mego there. Okay. Is the missus getting her resume together just in case? We're just wondering. <laughs> yeah, always, always. Okay. Hopefully that's not the case, but (laughs) just was wondering. Meggo, I owe you an apology. I saw you, that was you a couple of weeks ago with Michael Holly at night on TV?
3: Uh, Yeah, in December.
5: Right. Great job, and I do apologize. The beauty of this show, you're the brains of this outfit, too. You held your own. As a matter of fact, Holly was answering to you. Great job, and I do apologize about. Never calling in and going directly to you with sports takes, and I'm wrong. Great job, that was interesting. Oh,
3: well, thank you, JP. That's very kind.
5: Conspiracy. Keeps- Good. Rabel comes in as the GM. Mayo is the coach, and now the Carol is gone, and old guys get let go. They. Trade Belichick, and they can move on, and they won't look bad now because the team just got rid of another older coach because he is not going into a front office. Where is all this – JP,
4: where Where is this Rabel GM stuff coming from? What message board are you on? This might knock knock the socks off. (laughs) Like, where is this coming from? I I don't don't understand.
2: Bad – I mean, look, I like key spiracies, but – I don't uh, I don't see Vrabel as a GM. What Which, message board is was it coming from? Saying
3: it was that? Tom? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no,
2: a, yeah, that's where that's where you can get it. Uh, it was Tom.com. That's a great
3: website.
2: Uh, that's Alan Everett's website. No, no, no. I, it was a conspiracy theory. That's just how Keith refers to those. <laughs> Thank you. So no, no, no. The Sons I, of Bruce Armstrong website. Yeah, the I don't I don't get the Vrabel. I think where it comes from, Arcand, is people are like, well, he wanted to keep A.J. Brown, so he must know personnel. He, he has a passion oh, okay. for personnel like, when like, it comes I mean, to
3: A.J. Brown. Yeah,
2: he has a trash. Like, okay, fine, so we got the A.J. Brown thing right. His roster's trash. That's a trash roster. And they replaced it with DeAndre Hopkins, which a lot of people wanted to do here, and they still only won six games. So, like, I, if you think Vrabel is, like, real plugged in on personnel, I would disagree. But I think I think that's where it's coming from, the AJ Browns.
3: How about this? Twitch chat says Vrabel would be the Brad Stevens of the NFL. Kicking upstairs at a young age.
2: Oh, I see. Yes. And then kicking
3: an ass no, as front mean, office.
2: Look, I mean, could could they do that? I guess that's a that's a key conspiracy. I just I wouldn't. I that's not what I want them to do.
3: Yeah, well, you didn't want them to do that with Brad Stevens either. And nope. now look.
4: No, I did
2: not. That's Brad
3: true. Brad
4: Stevens was also here yeah, no, already.
2: Look at, and... look at all the
4: titles they have. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, like he was already here and kept, you didn't hire Brad Stevens to come here and be the GM. He true. was already here and Ainge was out and they, you know, he lost the team, so they kicked him upstairs. That's that's more like what the Seahawks are doing than what you'd be doing with Vrabel. Let me hear the latest from. Uh, and this was earlier
2: today on Get Up, but this is the uh, last we heard from Mike Reese. What he's hearing on is it Rabel? Is it Mayo? What's the Patriots plan?
1: So my strong sense talking to people around the Patriots organization is that any decision on Belichick is completely independent of Rabel's sudden availability. So it isn't like Greeny that they say, oh, oh my goodness, Mike Rabel's there. We got to move on a Belichick decision. Step back. Big picture. Team owner Robert Kraft is 82 years old. It's hard to imagine that he hasn't thought of potential succession plans for Bill Belichick. So I'd say this, Vrabel's a wild card in the whole discussion, but it would be aggressive to me to say he suddenly shoots to the top of any succession plan list.
2: Okay, so Mike Reese and Tommy Curran agree. Uh, Mayo over Mike Vrabel, which I just find interesting because those are two guys who I think are as plugged in as anyone, very high up in the organization on the beat. Uh, Our buddy Harrison is in Seacon. Go ahead, Harrison.
1: Hey, everybody. Uh, so this P. Carroll move is really making me impatient. And I was someone who you guys posed the question to the show a couple of weeks ago, like would you want to make sure that Robert's relationship with Bill goes smoothly? Would you want to get a head start on this? And I said mend the relationship, but now the season's over. I'm getting impatient. I want to move on, and I just don't want to hear Robert Kraft ever again say, are you excited, you know, to the fan base? Because at this point, it's just been too long. Like, let's get a head start. The Seahawks moved on from their old head coach. Let's move on from ours. Are
2: yeah, you so, excited? So they, oh, sorry, well, one more time. You had to hear it there, Harrison. Like, Mego, you said earlier, you're like, well, the Patriots are not going to make an announcement. And you don't necessarily agree with it. But you're like, the Patriots aren't going to make an announcement on the day Pete Carroll's fired. Which is exactly why, or or it's a mutual parting of the ways. Which is exactly why you don't wait. You keep dragging your feet. More news is going to happen. You you can't just pick and choose when you're going to make the announcement. Just make the announcement. Just make the decision. Stop waiting for the perfect time to do it because, spoiler alert, there probably won't be a perfect time to do it.
3: Can I ask something dumb? Yes. Uh, it's the first time. It's, it's my uh, favorite kind of question. <laughs> How much of this do you think is lawyers on both sides sitting down? And working out language like if I'm Belichick's could lawyer, because we're talking about this like it's a divorce. Mm-hmm. If I'm Belichick's lawyer and I'm sitting kids. down well, no, trying to get everything, squeeze everything I possibly can out of their agreement, and then I can go wherever I want because I don't have to worry about the Chargers paying me nine million next year. Could
2: be lawyers. Bill's litigious. Bill has sued the Jets and the league before.
3: We want we want so it definitely
2: could be that. Definitely Something could that be that. that you
3: need to have. Uh,
2: Who gets Steve and Brian? <laughs> I thought Linda. Well,
3: Gerard's going to fight uh, th- for
2: Steve. They stay in the Nantucket house. Bill visits on the weekends. So I thought Florio floated an interesting theory earlier today. He's saying Amy Adams Strunk is pissed about Vrabel flirting with the Patriots so they can't rush out and make a bill move and then bring in Vrabel because she may slap them with tampering charges. So maybe that's part of the reason they're taking time. I have no idea, but I think that's a good theory. Could be lawyers. Could just be there waiting for the perfect time. Regardless, I think all of it's dumb. Make your move. Let's go. 617-779-7937. Still time to vote in our big question of the day up now at Jones and Mego. 87% of you say no. The Patriots, if and when they move on from Bill Belichick, should not give personnel power to the next head coach, which no! probably means you don't want Vrabel because Vrabel's going to want it. Uh, so continue to vote there. We'll get to your phone call 617-779-7937. We have triple play at 445. We have Brian Scalabrini right after trending with our kids.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app.
0: You're listening to Jones and Mako on WEEI.
3: After
5: review, the backside defender, Buddy Hill, hits the ball. Therefore, the call on the floor has been overturned to what? a... What? Uh, That's not the right.
6: The Indiana
5: when the whistle blew. That's
6: right. Indiana's ball. Their challenge That's is That's not successful. right. They re- maintain their timeout, and they have one challenge remaining.
2: Brian Scalabrini on the call the other night. Very, very controversial final three seconds in Indianapolis. Uh, Last two-minute report would disagree with Scal. What? Uh, I would tend to agree with Scal on this. I'm not sure it's the reason the Celtics lost, but certainly looked like a foul on Jalen Brown. Uh, Brian Scalabrini joining us here on the Harbor One Hotline. He is brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh, and by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. Brian Scalabrini, how we doing this week? You uh, you still (laughs) seething over that call?
7: I mean, you know, you're you're right. It took a lot. That call like took a lot of the man. The Celtics could have played better in the third quarter and all that. But yes, I am. I'm still mad. And then when the last two minute report came out, yep, it, like it reads like a legal document. Like, what contact is ever? Or so like, if I hit a guy in the head and it's incidental, I'm all good. It used to be flagrant fouls. Like, it's, it's I'm I'm kind of done with the replays. I'm kind of done with the last two minute report. Take like everyone, and then and then I kind of said on air like you know what I think that was a foul on Porzingis. I get that Mather jumped into him, but I think for the last two minute report to take all the attention off of one and put it on another, it, it made it look really bad. But I tell you what, giving me a lot of credit, like the, uh, Ty- Tyrese Halliburton slipping in and- TJ McConnell dominated that game, and unfortunately, we didn't get the win. But I was uh, I was pretty heated. No, no and l-
2: look, I, I think that was a miss call. Like I'm not uh, again. I I wouldn't put the, the the final result on it, but it was a missed call. Here, here's my question for you: Between Jalen calling for a uh, a quote unquote investigation, have you seen the uh, the rant from the uh, the Toronto coach last night? Have you seen that? I'm assuming you have.
7: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know the best the best part. Do you you saw that LeBron backs Jalen yep, Brown. Yep, like, yes. This is stuff I'm talking about. These referees are this. These referees are that. And then he gets they get 20, like the Lakers get 23 for quarter free throws to two. And then they ask LeBron, and he's like, "Yeah, I thought you know they fouled, and we did. I thought they did a good job." <laughs> it's so great. So you can't make up LeBron, man. You really cannot make LeBron up.
2: So let's add LeBron to this. Between LeBron. Jalen, the Toronto coach, are, are players and coaches feeling more emboldened to criticize officials? Because it does feel like, I mean, it's an opening of the floodgates on this front.
7: I think so. I think it's um, like the inconsistencies that the players are upset about. Like, I, if you ask any player, you see if you just go through right now, right, including me, right? Like, I'm not, I'm, a, not, I'm an analyst. I'm supposed to know these things, right? And if you ask them, player, hey, what do you think about this call? Oh, yeah, you see, you got him in the head. That's definitely a foul. Oh, yeah, that's definitely 99, 99 out of 100. There'll be one, like, Kyrie Irving guy that's like a flat earther that's like, hey, no, actually, that's not a foul, right? But for the, for the most part, everybody would say it's a foul, but somehow it's not a foul. So I think I think the players are really upset about the inconsistencies of these calls And for, and another one would be if they call a game tight, and they allow teams to be handsy, and then in the fourth quarter, they just start calling – or no, they, they don't call it tight, but in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, we see 23 free throws to you know, uh, two. Then all of a sudden, players are going to be upset about that. I think, for the most part, players can adapt, whatever the game is called, but it's the inconsistencies, I think, that bother people. And Even in that Indiana game, no, I think it was the, the first game, we had zero free throws in the first half and then 19 in the second half. It just seems like a really strange way to officiate games.
3: So, Scout, with the Celtics in particular, tonight they see Minnesota at home, and then tomorrow they're on to Milwaukee. A big back-to-back. Which of these two is the bigger game? Which one should we read more into? Because one of them is an extremely hot uh, maybe slightly slept on team for us back East. And the other one is somebody who you had to expect the Celtics Macy in the East in the playoffs.
7: Yeah. So uh, to me, if, okay. Like if we lose a back-to-back to Milwaukee, who's really struggling right now, they can't guard anybody. They were down to Utah by 31 at halftime where Giannis already called out their team. So, but but it is a back-to-back and they're, they've been rested since Monday. So, if if we if we win that game it's an incredible win but we need to win this game because this is the the one thing that i as an analyst have felt like we've been we've struggled against it's the shot blocking big with the physical perimeter players they have mcdaniels and they have anthony edwards who both are real handsy, and they both like, get into the body. They use their chest into guys' shoulders. So those are things like Miami does. Those are things that Golden State has done to us in the past. So I'm looking at this game as like a benchmark. The, the Milwaukee game, even though you're right, like you can match up with them, playing a team that has, that's it's coming off a terrible loss with four days off, I guess it would be three days off versus a team on a back-to-back. It's getting in at three o'clock in the morning. That would be a really tough win. So I'm looking at tonight. as more of a benchmark. We need to win tonight's game.
4: Scal, uh, earlier this week, Chris Stapps Porzingis said that he thinks Drew Holiday has to sacrifice the most of anyone on this
7: team. Do you agree with him? Yeah, I think so. Um, But it does kind of fit into his game. Holiday is like an instinctual player where – you know, like Derek White, you, you know, I know you guys love Derek White. You guys mentioned it in the past, like anytime we got to get Derek White going, we go with that double high screen with Derek White on the left side. So it's like a really predictable set. We don't really have sets like that for Holiday. You'll, you'll find him randomly pushing the ball. The pull up from three. You'll find him in that low dunker spot where he's kind of like working the baseline, which is tremendous for us, by the way, because it helps our spacing out. But that's a sacrifice. Like a lot of players, he's good at playing there. But a lot of players don't want to play there. Like, you don't ever see players getting into the gym in the summertime working on their low dunker moves. Not even a big man do that. So he does make the most sacrifice defensively. I didn't love our two one two zone that we were running. I, I think there's some room for improvement. But if you keep an eye on Drew Holiday, he's the guy that has to make all the reads out there. He has to, He's the guy that's responsible for guarding the best player. He's the guy that's responsible for guarding like a Joel Embiid when he gets uh, switched out onto him. So there's no question about it that – I feel like he makes sacrifices all across the board. But with that being said, I think Brad Stevens, Celtics ownership group, I think the Celtics fans all recognize that. And I'm pretty sure that he'll be well compensated for that when April 1st rolls around and he's up for a contract extension. Well,
4: that's what I was just going to ask. Like, do you think with all the sacrifices that he has to make, are they getting what they paid for or what they would be
7: paying for? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. They can't. Like, I, somebody came up to me. I'm not going to mention the media guy's name, but. He came up to me, and he was like... "Was it, Jared Weiss? (laughs) Name names. (laughs) Oh, man, you you know too much. You guys are chewing. He was like, if they let Holiday lose, the Celtics will go undefeated. I'm like, the reason they're so good is because Holiday does sacrifice. And, like, the spacing on the floor, like, five-out spacing is terrible. I hate five-out spacing. He's going down to the dunker to open up driving lanes for guys. So all that sacrifice makes the Celtics great. If he was out there trying to get his... I, I'm not saying it would be a disaster because their talent it is it is so superior to other teams out there, but it wouldn't be as smooth as it is right now without having Drew Holiday. And I'm I would be shocked, absolutely floored if the Celtics group ownership management does not recognize like how great Holiday makes us. I told you guys in the past. Like I think his impact kind of echoes the same impact that Kevin Garnett had when he was here. The team to me looks completely different this year than they did last year. Their defense, their their intensity, their consistency, their offense, their, everything to me looks different. And I get it. Like I'm sure that there's a lot of factors into that. But when he got here, I felt like a lot of things have changed.
3: So I wanted to check in on this because we asked you about it weeks ago. I did notice that your colleague, Drew Carter, was posting a bunch of stuff on his social media about you guys making fun of a vest he was wearing on air the other night. How do you feel like that relationship with your younger colleague is developing and evolving now that you guys have done several road trips together and you're calling his vest a life preserver?
7: (laughs) Yeah. So I got I got stunned there for a second. Right. Like I was I was like, you know what? Should I he – he asked me a question, and I didn't know. I really wanted to talk about his best. But I was like, should I do this, should I not? My boss said, hey, lay, lay off Drew Carter for a little bit. Let him get integrated. But that's my boy, man. Like, I, I like uh, hanging around him. Were he's
5: you hazing him? so different. Not like – in a way, yes, but, yeah. in a, like, you know, like – Carry my bags, rookie. Bows and toes right yeah, now. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, you know, like, when – um. When I make fun of guys, it's usually because I like them. I don't. If I say stuff like, "Hey man, how you doing? How's everything? How's your family?" I usually don't like those type of people. But if I go and you call being, your best of life preserver, polite. yeah, yeah, that that means that I, I don't really mess with you like that. <laughs> you could ask any of my friends. Ask any of my friends how you know when we say hello, the tech change and all that stuff. And and by the way, that's how we were like back in the day. That's how it was for me growing up. But. But, like, so I, I, I like to mess around with Drew. I think it's going to be great. Like, um, I think he's really good at what he does. And it was there. you remember my relationship with Kyle Draper? Yes. How we would do a show and I would just kind of, like, throw things out there and, like, try to, try to, try to make them – try to get them all flustered. And um, he would keep it moving. I, I really respect that about people in TV. I think Drew has those same qualities. So, I think it's going great. And I think he's really good at what he does.
2: Uh so not to change gears too abruptly here, uh but Houston is at the garden on Saturday night, which will be the return of Ime Udoka. Um how do you expect uh-huh. that to go?
7: I don't know. I, I I don't know if I you know what, anybody that ever asks me, I always tell them this guy's phenomenal as a basketball coach. I do. I I don't like that other stuff that happened is more like I don't know, it could happen again, it could not happen again. I have no idea. I can only analyze this guy as a basketball coach. I think he was exactly what the Boston Celtics needed at the time. I didn't know at the first – what was it? So we were 18 and 21, so almost like the first half of the season. But his message was consistent the whole time. He got so much out of Jason and Jalen. I love the the way that uh, we guarded. I love the stuff they did with Rob Williams. So I only analyze him as a basketball coach. I get that other stuff happened, but I just thought that he was phenomenal. So when, when people around the league, they asked me, who do you think can coach? It's hands down. And I talk about Emei Doka as one of the best coaches in this league. So I hope that, you know, listen, everyone has their own deal with, and their own, uh, their own morality, police and, and, and whatnot. But for me, he was a phenomenal coach that, um, that really took our, our, our team and our organization to another level. I hope, uh, I hope fans in general, they could do what they want. They want to cheer. They want to boo. I'm not Greg Popovich over here calling people out, but I definitely think that he was a big part of where we're at right now.
2: Okay, me is Brian Scalabrini. He joins us each and every Wednesday here on Jones and Mega with Arkan on WEEI. As all our guests, he joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, We'll listen to Scal tonight on the call, Celtics and T-Wolves, and we'll talk to you next week.
7: Sounds good. Thank you.
2: All right, Scal, thanks so much for the time. Uh, Again, as all our guests here on the Harbor One Hotline. The Udoka thing's going to be weird on Saturday.
3: I think so, too. Because it's like
2: you can't honor him on the Jumbotron. How
3: are you supposed to receive his return.
2: So I don't think the organization. As a fan. I, well, so this is what I was going to say. I don't think the organization does anything. No,
3: they don't acknowledge the whole thing.
2: But what do the fans do?
3: I think the fans what might are the, what are the, for them. What do
2: the players do?
3: Oh, the players are going to go over and, you know, hug them and everything. So I Those agree- guys, Jason, Jalen, like they love him.
2: Okay. So I was reading Mark Spears today. Uh, Mark Spears wrote uh, about the closeness with Udoka and his old Celtics players. And uh, he says he remains close with those players and has made the rebuilding Rockets a winner much faster than anticipated. Quote from Udoka My Celtics players will reach out and talk about how proud they are about what we're doing and then vice versa. So this is still having present day hmm. players, uh, and not all of them are in Boston. You're going to hear one prominent one who's not. I see what they're doing as well. The biggest piece from just being there for only one year was those relationships we formed and some of those guys I'll talk to for the rest of their lives. And so there's a close bond and you look back at what could have been, but also understand the impact you had and the relationships you'll continue to have going forward. Uh, quote from this prominent ex-Celtic, Marcus Smart. He great. Obviously under the circumstances, we didn't get to give it another run and it really showed. Marcus <laughs> Smart said. Uh, we then skip back to September when Marcus Smart got married in California. Among the attendees... Tatum, Brown, Tice, Rozier, Grant Williams, Golden State Warriors guard Gary Payton II. Cool. Also attending, Udoka, Missoula, Brad Stevens. Udoka, have a date? (laughs) (laughs) Udoka's presence at Smart's wedding was an example of how he kept a close relationship with his former players. Quote, we talk regularly, all of them, Udoka said. During the year, they checked on me when they could. Hmm, This is last year. Obviously, we talked initially. And then I gave them the space to do what they do, and they did the same. But I got quite a bit of them in the offseason, or I saw quite a bit of them in the offseason in L.A., including at Marcus Smart's wedding. So that's from Marcus Spears up now at ESPN. I wonder how the players handle it, because the organization won't do anything. I don't really know that the fan base will do much. I have no clue.
4: I could see him getting booed. I... I don't know that the fans have all the facts with it. you know what I mean like I could see well he did something bad well, who, and, who ha- I don't have who has the facts well I don't, now, I don't know if everybody read that guardian story or whatever with name the you know the sure. name the uh, lady or whatever so I think that it's still sort of up there that Udoka and maybe people still believe this anyway I mean it's sort of up to you they didn't they didn't ever give the full uh recap of, of what happened and and where it all went uh and and got uh, revealed but I do think that the fans in general are going to look at it as oh he was he was let go because of some sex-related thing. Like, we we're, we don't like him. We're going to boo See, him. I
3: think it's more divided than that. I think that there are probably some fans, especially the way that the postseason ended last year, who feel like, oh, maybe it was something that wasn't such a big deal and you may could have been back next, I mean, last year. And we could have
4: lost in the finals. And <laughs> yeah. in
3: the <laughs> right. I, and I'm and along with you, like what you're saying, Arcan, I think there probably are a lot of fans who go like, even if you, even if you like, don't think that what he did or reportedly did or rumored to have done was a fireable offense, they're like, may still screwed it up. Like, he should have been back for another year and continued the progression with this team, and Mm. whatever he did was enough to overstep, and he screwed it up. So I I think it'll be a mixed reception, but I think for the players, aside from Drew Holiday and Porzingis, that they won't be shy about going over and giving hugs and chatting. Yeah, so that's awkward. During... Uh, pregame warm-ups and things like that?
2: That's awkward, right?
3: Why? They do that with other players no, on the No, I teams know, but just—but
2: not, not other players and teams have this backstory. What do you mean? It's not the same.
3: Yeah, but I don't think that, that it clearly doesn't matter to them. No, no,
2: I agree it doesn't matter to them. It's like still, is, it's still is awkward. Is Brad
3: Stevens going to come down from an office and shake Odoka's hand? Probably not.
2: Okay, but this is my point. So if the organization's not going to... I don't think they're going to recognize him. If the organization's not going to recognize him and then all the players are dapping him up, that's not awkward?
3: No, it's just so expected to me. It would be more awkward. Of course it's expected. I expect them to do it too. I don't think it's awkward. I don't. He's well, then the coaching organ- in the league. Okay. Well, then like, the organization should move Everybody else is moving on.
2: Then the organization should and- move on and honor him and say, "Hey, thanks for the year."
3: I don't think so. I don't think Ugh. so either.
2: Which is why I'm telling you that's a. We- it's weird if the organization won't do it, but the players do. That's who gets inconsistent. We get honored after
4: one year too, though. I mean, the Celtics—they honor everybody. What do you mean? After one year and then all he gets the time fired under bad circumstances.
3: Who honored they after done one that? year? Yeah.
4: I-, I bet there are plenty of guys.
3: How okay, many- name one. How
4: long is PJ Brown here?
2: A year. Has he been honored? Probably. When he did he come back? I don't know. How many guys were here? Who would they honor? Uh, a guy who was here, who was on like the. Like, they don't
3: honor Shaq. They might. If I, Shaq... They never have. Uh,
2: okay, did Shaq come back?
3: I think he retired. I think he retired,
4: right. So I don't, I don't think there was
2: an opportunity okay. to do it. Wallace well, Ball, I don't know. If he comes I... <laughs>
3: back, I don't think they're going to honor him. The most they would do would put him on the Jumbotron at some point as a fan.
4: Dominique Wilkins never got it. The Celtics
2: honor effing <laughs> everyone except this guy. And it's right for them not to do it. But it's, if, if if the organization isn't going to do it and then the players are dapping him up, that's weird, is all I'm telling It's expected, but it's weird. What do we want to do here, Ryan? Did you listen? Did you preview that Pete Carroll? I audio? just listened to it. Yeah. You want to play it? Yeah, we can. Okay. Pete Carroll just met with the media. Wow. And so I took I took uh, this
1: just real quick yeah. while the Scal interview was going on over my shoulder. I'm like, oh, Pete Carroll's talking, but I didn't know that this was Pete Carroll within the last couple of minutes. So oh, I like, thought we were going to let's go up- send him out. We, you know, we basically just fired him. Let's go have let him have a, so a press conference. I thought
3: you were going to bring up the sound that happened during Scal's interview. Oh well, we can when maybe get we out can out maybe
1: there, we, or, we yeah. can maybe get to that too. I think so. I think it's.
2: Um. <laughs> uh, sounded like a robot yeah, I, one one more can i hear that one more time now that we brought it up i think so i think it's um.
1: <laughs> the real boring answer is he was going to say something and he went hmm let me stop and mm-hmm. rephrase I mean, that's this. not what that noise
2: was but it's not what it sounds <laughs> that's not what that noise was uh, i'm sure if you were watching on twitch we all had a uh the same exact reaction when we heard
4: that i did a robot just fart <laughs> I think so. I think it's.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough. So, Pete let, Carroll. Let me, so, let me hear Pete Carroll, though, because Pete Carroll just talked in the last five minutes, and he does not sound like a guy who wants to kick upstairs and coach, uh, uh, be a, an assistant, rather. It sounds like he wants to keep
6: coaching. Well, uh, that's it for now. and uh... For now. I'm freaking jacked. I'm fired up. I'm not tired. I'm not worn down. Uh, you, you guys tried your best. You didn't wear me out. I'm, you know, it's the end of the season. I'm supposed to be, you know, go lay on a cot somewhere. I ain't feeling like that. And uh, um, you know, there's what's coming. I don't know. I got no idea. And I really don't care right now. But uh, I do. Um, I'm excited about it because there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to study. Uh, there's a there's some great discoveries that are going to come our way. And as my. my yeah. All time mentor, Bud Grant said, not in so many words, uh, there's there's rivers to wade, uh, there's waves to catch, and there's mountains to hike. And uh, it wasn't exactly how Bud said it, but uh, I get it, and uh, that's some cool stuff that we're going to do here. Um, and uh, I look forward to all that, okay? (laughs) So,
4: so he does say here, and then he crip walked away from the podium.
2: (laughs) So, he does say here at the end, okay? Um, But that, I agree with Schefter's interpretation. He tweeted out this video, and he said, Pete Carroll sounds like someone still interested in coaching. Now, this is what Schefter said like an hour ago. Let me hear this, because we didn't get it at the time.
0: The Seattle Seahawks are making a change at the head coaching position. Pete Carroll is going to be out as the Seahawks head coach. Now, he still could remain with the organization. There are ongoing conversations, but it marks the end of a historic era In Seattle, 14 seasons, a Super Bowl win. We know the energy that he has. He wanted to continue on. He said this week that he wanted to keep coaching, didn't want to retire, but clearly there were issues that they were working through. And really, Seattle had become a version of New England out west. It was New England west in Seattle. And those conversations were going on throughout this week, and they've resulted in the decision in which Pete Carroll is now going to be out As the Seahawks head coach.
2: Okay. Okay. (laughs) i eating these days. Gassy scowl earlier today. So when Schefter says Patriots West, it makes more sense now. If Pete Carroll wants to coach and we're not taking the statement at face value, and Ryan, you said this, the Patriots can do their own statement and, and force Bill off to the sidelines. All right, Bill, you're under contract. You're right. We're hiring somebody else. You're moving upstairs. You're under contract. You're right. Show up and keep doing your job. When he says Patriots West, is that what he's talking about? Pete Carroll wants to keep coaching, but he's under contract. I just read Florio. He's under contract through 2024. So there's one more year similar to Bill. They're both in their 70s. Carroll's going to be 72. Bill's uh, maybe 73. Bill's going to be 72 next year. So is that what he's talking about? These guys both want out. They may not be let out of the deal. There's some haggling going on. That's why Pete Carroll is New England West.
3: Well, at least in the Seahawks circumstances, Pete Carroll is letting them move on to the coaching search. I don't know how that would work here. Well, is Who he
2: le- is he letting them, or did the team make an announcement and not sit on their hands and twiddle their thumbs? I'm That's freaking what... jacked. I'm fired up. Is he letting them do it?
3: Well, it appears so. I mean,
2: he doesn't have a choice. He's under contract. So, like, he can't go anywhere else. Now, he could burn it to the ground, which I think Bill would do. I don't think Bill's going to hold a press conference like that, in other words. Not but,
6: worn down. Uh, you, you guys tried your best. You didn't wear me out. Um... I don't know how... I don't know... You uh, can resign.
2: No, he could. He could, but then whatever money he's owed this year, he's not going to make, and he's well compensated too. So that's maybe that's what Schefter means, the staring contest in New England. That's Patriots West out in Seattle. Same staring contest going on. Interesting. We'll continue to follow it, 617-779-7937, and we're a little late to triple play. It's next.
5: It's
4: going to be a triple play.
2: It's time for the triple play.
4: Yes. triple play.
0: The top three burning questions of the day.
4: And
5: there's three.
0: Jones
2: and Mego Triples
4: is best. Triples is best. best. You know I love my cars and it's Wednesday. That means it's wild card Wednesday. So let's get to our first wild card question. Number one. All right, Mego, we'll start with you. Would you rather the Patriots use their third round pick? And this is, you know, hypothetical, obviously, and you know how the pick's going to turn out. Would you rather they use their third pick on a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback or a Hall of Famer at any other position?
3: pro bowl caliber quarterback and i mean a real pro bowler i don't mean a pro bowl alternate i mean somebody who actually wins it sorry no offense the quarterback position is still the most important position in all of professional sports and dan orlowski brought this up on air with us like a month ago even if you go out there and you get um a calvin johnson and he's amazing, and he has a Hall of Fame career, doesn't mean that it gets your team anywhere. Maybe it's fun to watch, and you're a lifelong fan of that guy, and its I'm not taking away from that kind of player. I just don't think that it's going to change the trajectory of your organization. Even if you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Pro Bowler, I'll take that at this point. They had
4: a Pro Bowl quarterback, those Lions.
3: Stafford? Yeah.
4: Yep, that's true.
3: Well, I'm still off. going with
2: it. So, look I- – I want the quarterback too, and maybe it's short sighted, and I acknowledge that it's short sighted, but like, I don't care about some guy going into the Hall of Fame in 15 years. And I don't know, I don't even love all the names that get into the Pro Bowl Hall of Fame anyway, if you want to play that game. It's like, I don't agree with a lot of the names that get in. What the what? I don't agree with what?
4: You said the Pro Bowl Hall of Fame. Pro football
2: Hall of Fame is what oh, I meant to say. like, what's uh, And I don't agree with a lot of the, the names that get Pro in. Bowlers. I don't get a lot, I agree with a lot of the names that get left out. And so I'd rather have the Pro Bowl quarterback. Now, again, if it's just like a one-off, like, Pro Bowl alternate like Mac Jones, then I don't want Snoop that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or somebody like Huntley or Andy Dalton snuck onto some Pro Bowl teams. Like, I'm going to take some liberty and say this is an actual good, worthy Pro Bowl quarterback. I would rather rather have that. Like, is C.J. Stroud a Hall of Famer? Probably not. But would I take C.J. Stroud, to his Pro Bowl year, potentially in his rookie year, is he going to make the Pro Bowl? I guess I don't know. But, like, that type of quarterback... Hell yeah, I'll take that right now, and I'll worry about the Hall of Fame in
4: 20 years. All right, let's get to our second wild card question. Number two. Which league has worse refereeing? The NBA, who we were just talking with Scal about, or the NFL, who a lot of uh, complaints were levied against this year as well. NBA or NFL worse officiating Jones? So, I guess I'll just go uh, NBA. It's so annoying in the NBA. And, like, it's
2: annoying in the NFL, it's annoying in college football, too, when it's just a flag every play or a stoppage every play. But especially in the NBA, it can really slow it down. Now, this is not crying on behalf of the Celtics the other night. Jalen got fouled. Don't give up 44 points in the third quarter. You can still get a stop at the other end. You don't have to turn around and then foul Matherin at the other end, which the last two-minute report did say wasn't a foul, which is equally insane. That should have been a foul. It was a foul on Porzingis. He slapped him on the arm, just like it was a foul at the other end. So I think it's more annoying in the NBA because it really, really, really can grind it to a halt, and it does consistently. I feel like that's less consistent in the NFL where it's just, a flag on play after play after play. I feel like that's more routine in the NBA. That's why it's my answer.
3: I think it's the NFL, but I think it's the nature of the game and where it's going, where the evolution of the rules, it's first of all, trying to determine what a catch is for the last 15 years is aggravating. And beyond that, I just, I, I am a little bit of a a mind that I don't love the direction that some of this is going in. Of course, I care about player safety, and I don't want guys, you know, it's good that you have a third-party spotter up in the stands to say, like, that guy looks concussed. He needs to get checked out. I'm not talking about that. But I am talking about some of these calls, these roughing roughing the passer calls or unnecessary roughness calls that sometimes feel incredibly subjective in the moment, and it's like you guys have – 120 cameras around the field right now. Maybe we can take another look at this.
4: All right, let's get to our third wild card question. Number 3. We are just about a month away. February 16th, I believe, is the release date for the latest Patriots documentary. It's called The Dynasty. The question here, Mego, is are you excited for this new documentary or are you burned out on all the Patriots content?
3: So to be clear, like sorry. I was burned out on the Tom Brady content. There was a lot of Tom Brady content for the last couple years. So foolish. I'm interested in this one cuz they put
4: I mean, out Brady's a, in this. <laughs>
3: yeah. I know, but they put out a really good trailer with Amendola's quote one about minute. "We worked for we worked for Bill, we played for Tom."
4: Yep, it's
2: a good quote. That
3: that was great. I thought it was very good. What? I'm I'm Ryan, hyped. You have it? I'm going to watch it. You have
2: it for people who haven't heard it. Here it is. Intro football. Nobody's entitled to anything. You have to go out there and earn it.
6: I was pretty intent
5: on proving myself. We were going to determine the future of football in New England. The
4: Patriots are superstar champions!
5: First dynasty of the century.
2: This game is like a narcotic. You're chasing that forever.
4: Breaking news right now is Spygate. gate. Deflategate.
5: Aaron couldn't separate himself from that dark side.
2: i um. That team there?
0: won enough to become the villain.
1: <laughs> we worked for Bill, but we played for Tom.
0: Bill Tour Brady's hey completely off. There's things that are done
5: that can't be undone. I was just trying to hold it together the best I could. This team will be scrutinized, celebrated
7: for as long as the game of football is played.
2: Okay, so that's Dynasty. How many, do we know how many episodes?
3: No idea. On, uh, <laughs> I haven't on, looked it up. On
2: Apple. So, like, I don't, I actually don't have, I'll watch it. I'll definitely watch it. I, I, I don't get burned out on Patriots do content. Do you have
3: Apple Plus? Yeah, of
2: course. Oh. So I'll watch it. Excuse but, me. But uh, we have everything.
3: People are complaining about Peacock, so.
2: I know, they're losers. So when it comes to uh, this Dynasty series, I'll watch it. I'm not burned out on Patriots content. I don't have high hopes because the book failed spectacularly and it's very 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 loyal to ownership's view. So I'll watch it, I'll follow it. I'll, I'll probably, you know, get the member berries and get on board with it just like I did with Man in the Arena. Maybe there'll be some content we can utilize for the show. It's a 10-part documentary. Oh, ten parts? That's a lot. That's a lot.
3: Can we do it in 4?
2: I'm sure they no. can. I mean, they could have you could have boiled that da- you could have boiled down that trailer to one quote from Amendola. It was the only interesting thing in it. So, you know, besides well, the, the
3: mention of the Hernandez, besides
2: so. the scalp fart. Yeah, trust me, they're not they're not going in hard on the Hernandez story. They're it's not going to be doing that.
4: Five documentaries on him. Too. I mean, but and all,
2: what do you think? All of a sudden they're going to blow the lid off this. That crafted Bill knew what was going on. Like, of course not. And so, like, I, I don't have high hopes for it, but I will watch. I will. Uh, so there you go. I'm uh, I'm I, I certainly uh, I, I certainly enjoy going back and, and at least uh, seeing how people try to relitigate the past. Uh, so we can get into that uh, whenever it airs. When is it coming out, Arkan? The 16th of February. Oh, so right after the Super Bowl. Well, there you go. That's good timing, I at least. still so far away. Will Bill still be with the Patriots by then? That's a good question. Uh, is he on the way out? Are the Crafts just afraid to make an announcement? We can get back into that with all your phone calls, 617-779-7937. Plus, uh, continuing updates on Pete Carroll. Doesn't sound like he wants out in Seattle. Or Sorry, it doesn't sound like he wants to remain in Seattle. It sounds like he wants out and wants to continue coaching. Uh, we can get back into that along with potential future destinations for Bill Belichick next.